Good morning, faithful listeners. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, the one place where you can get a daily explanatory Bible reading to start your day strong. This is your host, Jen, bringing you a brand new episode out of Matthew. Hey, faithful listeners, happy Tuesday. This is your host, Jen, with P40 Ministries podcast. On Thursday, we left off on Matthew chapter 9, where Jesus was eating with tax collectors and sinners. And a lot of people weren't very happy with him because of this. Now, I'm not going to do a recap on that episode. You'll have to go back and listen to it if you haven't already. But I wanted to mention that Jesus is still eating with tax collectors and sinners when verse 18 happens. So we are going to be reading verses 18 through 26 today out of Matthew chapter 9. I'm going to be reading out of the W.E.B. version, as I usually do. Actually, you know what? I don't usually read out of the W.E.B. version anymore. I switch around quite a bit, but um, I will be reading out of W.E.B. this morning. But you, of course, can read out of whatever version you like. So let's start reading Matthew chapter 9, verse 18. While he told these things to them, behold, a ruler came and worshipped him, saying, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her, and she will live. Jesus got up and followed him, as did his disciples. And behold, a woman who had a discharge of blood for twelve years came behind him and touched the fringe of his garment. For she said within herself, If I just touch his garment, I will be made well. But Jesus, turning around and seeing her, said, Daughter, cheer up, your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that very hour. When Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the crowd in a noisy disorder, he said to them, Make room, because the girl isn't dead but sleeping. Then they ridiculed him. But when the crowd was sent out, he entered in took her by the hand, and the girl arose. The report of this went out into all the land. So where we left off, Jesus is still talking to John's disciples and to the sinners and the tax collectors that he's eating with. And while he's eating, this man who is a ruler, and W.E.B. doesn't doesn't mention this, but this man was a synagogue official. And we learn that from other chapters of the Bible that retell this story. But the way Matthew wrote the book of Matthew, he often brushes past those kinds of details. He has a tendency to get to the miracle that Jesus performs and not give a whole lot of detail. So what Matthew is writing here is basically just the bare bones details. And we get a lot more details from other chapters of the Bible. For example, Mark really goes into detail about this, and I think Luke does as well. And if you remember what we talked about, I believe it was on uh, on Thursday. If you remember what we talked about, Jesus had called Matthew, the tax collector, to come and follow him. And that Matthew that followed Jesus is the same Matthew that wrote the book of Matthew. And so that kind of gives a little bit more insight as to why Matthew writes the way he writes. You know, he was a tax collector. He had learned how to use the pen because of his job. He was probably very 
mathematical, very logical, and didn't go into a lot of the fancy details, but rather just wanted to tell the story. So we have a little bit more insight as to why Matthew writes the way he writes. But so this ruler, who is a synagogue official, and this would have been a person of high social standing because he worked in the synagogues, the Jewish synagogues, he enters into this house and he kneels down and it says he worships Jesus. And you know, if Jesus wasn't God, he wouldn't have accepted this worship because everywhere else in scripture where an angel is being worshiped or just a, a man who performs a miracle like Paul, for example, when they are worshipped, they stop the people from worshipping them. But Jesus is God, so he doesn't stop this man from worshipping him. And this man says, My daughter has just now died, but come and lay your hand on her and she will live. So this man is distraught. You know, his daughter had just died. He probably loved this daughter very, very much. So Jesus immediately gets up and he starts to accompany the ruler along with his disciples. And you know, if you listen to Matthew chapter 8, where I talked about the centurion who had a sick servant that he loved very much, this centurion didn't want Jesus to come into his house, saying that I am not worthy for you to come into my house. Just say the word and I believe that you have the authority to make it happen. And so Jesus marveled at that centurion's faith, who was a Gentile, so he was a non-Jew. But now this Jew, this synagogue official, who is supposed to have great faith, doesn't have faith that Jesus could just say the word. He needs Jesus to come and lay his hands on her in order for her to live. So now Jesus gets up and he begins to accompany the ruler along with his disciples. So they stop eating and they're just going out. And this woman who suffers from this hemorrhage for 12 years. So this would have been a woman who basically had her period for 12 years. If you know anything about the Jewish law, a woman who was on her cycle was not allowed to go near anybody. She was considered unclean. She wasn't allowed to worship. She wasn't allowed to have a husband. She wouldn't have been allowed to do anything, really. She kind of would have had to be stuck in her house this entire time. You know, in a short-term sense, you know, that would have been fine. But this woman has this going on for 12 years. I can't even imagine how she was feeling. And other chapters of the Bible and other books of the Bible actually say that this woman was so distraught that she gave her entire earnings to find a physician in order to help her and heal her from this, this condition she had. But it actually says that these physicians didn't do anything except make her worse. So this woman is dealing with this pain and the fact that she is considered unclean and filthy and that she's not even allowed to touch anybody. She's not allowed to hold down a job. She's not allowed to do anything really. And so she goes up behind Jesus because at this point there is a large crowd again gathering around Jesus because crowds tended to follow him everywhere. And this woman touches the tassel of his outer robe. It says in verse 20, 
And this gives a little bit more insight as to who Jesus was as well, because the tassels on the robe were worn by Jewish people, and they would have been a blue tassel that distinguished them from people who were Gentiles. So Jesus wasn't this crazy uh, nonconformist that many people make him out to be. No, he, he practiced the Jewish religion to the T, actually, and wore the traditional clothing and everything like that. He wasn't a nonconformist. He was a Jewish man who loved his father, the father in heaven, and followed the law to a T. And so this woman comes up behind Jesus and touches his tassel. And she said to herself, if I only touch his outer robe, I will be healed. So she's trying to do this in secret because she's considered unclean. She's not supposed to touch Jesus. And as well as being in the crowd, she's not supposed to touch other people. And so she's trying to do this in secret so that nobody knows what she is doing. And like I said before, Matthew doesn't give a lot of details. He just wants to get to the point of the miracle. So he leaves out that this woman was cowering in the crowd and didn't want to be seen by Jesus. But Jesus turns to her because he felt the power go out from him. So he felt that he had healed this woman. And he turns to this woman who is shaking like crazy because she thinks she's going to get yelled at by Jesus. He says to her, and, and this is just how loving he is. He says to her, take courage, daughter. Your personal trust and confident faith in me has made you well. And I find that so beautiful because this is the only woman recorded in scripture that Jesus calls daughter. And you know, Jesus is the embodiment of the father as well. You know, we make the father to be this, this mean, angry God who does these laws that hurt people. But yet Jesus is also part of the Trinity. He is also God. And it says that God is love. So Jesus loves this woman who was tortured for 12 years. And he says, Take courage. So he's like, don't shake anymore. It's okay, daughter. Your faith has made you well. Not the fact that you touched my tassel, but it was your faith that made you well. And it says that once the woman was completely healed. Can you imagine her going home? She was probably rejoicing. She probably believed in Jesus forever after that. I can't even imagine how exciting that was for her. Jesus turns around and talks to this woman who was considered filthy, right? And I believe he's doing this potentially not just for this woman, but also for this synagogue ruler that he is following. You know, the synagogue ruler is probably in a huge rush, wants Jesus to hurry, but Jesus is taking time to talk to this unclean woman. And he's like, well, my daughter's more important. I'm sure he's thinking this, but yet he's still seeing this miracle that takes place and is seeing some of Jesus's power. And, you know, I think this was also done for the synagogue ruler and not just for this woman. So finally, Jesus comes to the house of the synagogue ruler and he sees all these flute players. It says in the AMP version, I have the AMP open right now. It says they were professional hired mourners. 
and they were grieving in the crowd and making an uproar. And I actually really liked the way the W.E.B. put it. They were saying, it was just very snarky. They were saying, um, and these wailing people making this huge fuss. And it was just funny. But back then, in these days, people would hire mourners. And it wasn't just synagogue officials and rich people that would hire them. It was actually a custom. And even poor people would hire mourners to mourn for the people who had died. So these mourners are in the house and they're making this huge uproar and they're wailing and they're playing the flute and, you know, they're, they're professional mourners. Yeah, that, that was a job. And, um, and Jesus says to them, go away <laughs> for the girl is not dead, but she is sleeping. So Jesus is irritated by these people and who wouldn't be? And they start laughing at him. So this shows how, how, you know, professional they really are. They're not that sad. They start laughing at Jesus and they're jeering at him. But the crowd gets sent outside. So the synagogue ruler probably just sends him outside. He's like, I'm paying you guys get out. And so Jesus goes into the little girl's room and he takes her by the hand and she just gets up. She just gets up. So she wasn't dead. She was sleeping. And Jesus healed her completely. And so the news about this spread all throughout that district. And that is how Matthew ends these two stories here about these miracles that Jesus does. So join me on Thursday. We will finish out Matthew chapter 9 on Thursday and read the rest of that. And join me tomorrow. We will be back in Genesis chapter 25. Are we in? We won't finish out the chapter. It's a very long chapter, but definitely join me for that and learn more about Isaac and um, Rebecca's love story. I want to ask that you like this podcast or rate it five stars if you are on Apple Podcasts. That will help me get found by more people. And that is a way that you can help spread the word because this podcast is all about the Bible. I'm talking about the Bible pretty much the entire time. You know, we need more of the Bible for sure. So definitely uh, like the podcast and rate it five stars so that it can get found by more people. But thank you guys so, so much for tuning in. Happy listening, and God bless faithful listeners. Bye, everybody.